Morning, team. Friday morning in London town. Thank you to Christo. Very entertaining, too. Very, very entertaining. Very funny. I think there was a funny bit. I can't remember. What time was that? Anyway, it was a very funny bit. And, of course, everybody, as we predicted, Cheryl Cole. Oi! Air love. Air of America. It would have been easier if she'd spoken like Dick Van Dyke, but the Geordie accent, lovely though it is, does not translate across the pond. And every five minutes in the X Factor, they're going, I'm sorry that we've got no idea what you're talking about. Can you trust try and speak properly? It's not her fault, bless her heart. But what does she do now? Does she eat humble pie? Or does she say to Simon, I'm not coming back to work for you. He's all-powerful. He didn't make the wrong decision. It's the producers oversaw the thing. On FM, on Largital Radio. Morning, team. Nice to be company. Friday morning in London town. Half blooming cold. Half cold out there. I've actually got a long sleeve shirt on this morning. Not that it makes the slightest difference to you. I could be stark naked, as far as you're concerned. I'm not, of course. Because Christo's in the studio, and if I was stark naked, he wouldn't be in the studio, would he? I it might encourage me to come into the studio quicker. <laughs> yes, you're probably right. I might stay till seven. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, of course, you will be here on Bank Holiday Monday till six. Oh, thanks for telling me. Yes. That's really kind of you to let me know. It is you, you know. Bank Holiday Monday, isn't it? Will it be yeah. you, Bank... I've lost track of who's... Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing Bank Holiday Monday, yeah. Right. Yes. Monday morning. One till six. One till six. Hurrah. That's a long one, isn't it? I've got six till ten. That for you, that's yeah. an eternity. It's like a marathon. That is a marathon for me, actually. Yeah. Quite, could you, quite good. Please, all I'll say is, because you know the rules of radio, please don't be ill or not turn up, because that would mean I've got to do nine hours. What a thought, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What a thought. Perhaps I could just take the first hour off and just do three hours. No. Well, I was right. I predicted Cheryl Cole would not last in America. I didn't think it'd be this quick. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. They haven't aired any of the... Uh, footage, and the simple reason is, and it's got nothing to do with Simon Cowell. So if if she's, I mean, I don't believe all the comments from her that you know Simon stitched oh, me up I think and all it's the rest. All of it. Rubbish! It's rubbish. He hasn't stitched her up. He took her to America. He laid his own life on the line by saying to the producer, "Listen, try her out. She's very good." And so they, they did try her out. Looks great. Unfortunately, sounds like the back of a bus. Hmm. You cannot have somebody who every <laughs> contestant on the X Factor was saying to her, "I'm sorry, what did you say?" Yeah. Because you just can't keep editing it out. And then in the end, because Paula Abdul wasn't talking to her. In fact, mm. nobody was talking well, to her. Paula Abdul didn't like the fact, apparently Twitter was absolutely mad with mm. the fact that she was sitting next to Simon Cowell. And yeah. in American Idol, that was Paula's place. And so that annoyed so many of Paula's fans. And apparently there was this massive Twitter outcry and Paula didn't do anything to allay the fears mm. of, didn't say, oh no, we love Cheryl. Just, just said, oh, okay, and didn't say a word about mm. it. The trouble is, at the end of the day, uh, Cheryl lost her nerve. To be honest with you, she ain't all that. Mm. She well, really isn't. She's not. She's not a good singer. OK, so she looks fine with hair extensions and everything else she's had done. You know, let's face it, girls, because we're worth it. Sounding like a, a navvy. I mean, I ask you, you know, it's great. It's because you're worth it wearing somebody else's hair. But apparently now the producers are in an absolute bind because they filmed some really good auditions in L.A. They'll just cut them. So they're going to have to cut yes. now, cut, edit it really, really cleverly yeah. without having any of Cheryl in, the, easy in it. Easy mm. Easy, because they'll, they'll have done cutaways anyway. Well, the good thing is... They just is, do different cutaways. And if they have a group shot from behind, because yeah. Nicole Scherzinger has such long, dark hair, why yeah. does she look that different to Cheryl? And this week, Cheryl has got long, dark hair. You know, when she goes home, she takes it all off. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> a bit like you and I. A <laughs> L- little bit like us. And Dolly Parton's in the paper today as well. Oh, is she? Making some funny joke about she was out with her best friend, Judy Ogle. OK. Who she's been with for 
many, many years. They even share a bed. Oh, do they? Oh, yes, absolutely. They've shared a bed. But she says that that's actually nothing unusual. No. She says because we have shared a bed since we were little little it's children. It's since the Smoky Mountains. Since since been in the Smoky Mountains in the cabin. Yeah. Oh. Giddy up, pretty cross <laughs> down to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see her, aren't we? We like Dolly Parton. Paul yeah. Savory went last time. He got me one of the hats. Uh, well, we, Still we, got we, it. You and I are going to go. A yee hat. And she's very good, but she's now 60-something, and she's still sharing a bed with Judy. Oh, good. And the husband complained about it, mm. but uh, she's in there because she wears wigs. Yes. And you know, she never, ever wears any outfit more than once. Really? She literally, she said, at the end of this interview, I shall take this outfit off, it will be wrapped in tissue paper and sent off to the uh, the store, and it will stay there for the rest of its life. She only ever wears once. I was going to say, who would she donate it to with those proportions? Well, <laughs> not the many she's people. She's five foot tall with a huge bosom. <laughs> there isn't really anyone. Imagine who... wearing an outfit just once, though. Imagine being that rich. I mean, I do it with socks. Why don't you wear socks more than once? I don't like to. Be, it's become a bit of a, a funny thing because I'm yeah. diabetic, and uh, what's I, that got to do with it? Because you're you're in danger of having your feet amputated. Lots of diabetics oh. lose their feet. Oh, I didn't know that. So what? So oh, yeah, what? You've got your have... biggest fear. It's not just the fact that you're going to die mm. screaming. You know, yeah, in <laughs> agony, in agony, alone, but uh, alone, <laughs> yeah, by yourself, <laughs> yeah. just you and a box of Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> with a Vionetta. <laughs> and um, but it's the fact that you can get infections in your feet. Oh, and and if the infection sets in, lots of people. have have their feet amputated up to their knees and things like that. There was a famous rugby player who was diabetic and he had a, a, his leg amputated and he died. <gasps> because infection can spread in quite quickly. So you didn't have the sock thing before the diabetes? No. No, so no. It's, it's a new I thing. I had it afterwards because I became paranoid over looking after my feet. Mm. Do you still look after them? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, good God, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yes, I'm, I massage regularly. Oh, yeah, do you go and yeah. have a pedi? No, I don't. I do that myself. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Do that myself and make sure I cut the toenails across, not round. Oh, always okay. straight across. Oh God, you are good, aren't oh, you? Yes, and I always massage with so creams. If, if all if all fails here, if your work I experience foot stint, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if my my work experience stint finishes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's been going on for a while. Then you could go and open a little salon. Yes, I could actually. You yes, could. Actually, you no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to work on other people's feet. I don't know why you'd ever want to work on other people. No, there are certain jobs that you think. I couldn't do that. On The Apprentice the other night they were doing that and I had to turn away from the telly because it was making me gag. They're so, do you know, they're so thick <laughs> on that programme. As somebody said, how any of them actually walk and talk at the same time is a sheer mystery because they are dim. Utterly. And these people claim that they have businesses. We had Stuart Baggs. Remember Stuart Baggs, yeah. the liar? Yeah. Well, he's turned up on a Channel 5 show, but I didn't see him the other night, so I'm assuming they, they've kicked him off because you've got Paula Hamilton on there. Oh, oh. God, what a wreck. Oh, God, they all what are. A, I mean, she, she's in terms of reality TV. Somebody said she's good value. Mm. But what an emotional cripple. And, and Small uh, wonder your life has been wasted, Paula, dear. Really? You know, there are some supermarkets that are good value. Doesn't mean I go there. <laughs> no, it is, you're, you're quite right. But S S Stuart Baggs is another one of the life's stupid The people. brand. The brand. And the brand was rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one's on at the moment. They're just full of... Claptrap. Oh, they're, they're, they're just so one of the stupidest things ever, and they seriously believe it. It's so stupid. Did you watch the beauty salon one the other night? I, I haven't watched that, but I did watch the shopping one. Oh, what? They had the... no idea. Can we can we get a discount on the top hat? Please, can we have a discount? I thought you quite clearly have never been into any any shops like this. And the man went, "We don't do discounts. Can you we just stand there to look." Can we just have a penny, penny, she said. A penny, this stupid girl, whose brains were quite clearly in her rear oh, end. Oh, that was painful. And then she got back and she went, and we got a discount. Oh, you stupid ignoramus. That's so stupid. Oh, they're they, they, They're going to go for uh, Aberdeen Angus steak. Oh, they'll go to Mayfair. They'll go to Mayfair <laughs> as opposed to a supermarket. 
and then we, we want to get some tea. So we'll go to a tea importer, but the most expensive tea. And they look at this box, the size of the sort of thing we're going to bury my Aunt Enid in. Yeah. Not all of us. We're going to be her and about three other people. Mm. And they went, it's £900. And they went, oh, they're quite clearly, they're all frauds. They've got no idea how to live, how to eat. Because when he said the other week, and your prize is, you're going to be going out for a circus evening. Oh, goody, goody. And I thought, you simpletons. <laughs> simpletons they are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, they weren't. They're, they're not clever. They're not clever people. It's, it's funny no to watch, No wonder we're in a recession. You watch that and you think, that's why we're in a recession. Yes. These are the people who are yes. actually business people. And they said, one of the women said, because I've actually got my own um, business. And you think... Well, you can't have, dear. Yeah. You're too thick. And then there was the guy, the guy who got sacked in the end, thought, oh, he couldn't find the top hat, and then he saw a dry cleaners called Top Hat Dry Cleaners, so he thought, Bush. I'll go and ask in there yes. for a, if they sell I mean, Top they Hats. Are, I'll, I mean, they must find them in the Thicko's department. Yeah. Well, it's good television, though, that's the point. It's just funny, it? but these people, seriously, are so delusional. They believe that they've got something to offer, mm. whereas Other than they haven't. Dire stupidity. They, they really are, aren't they? They are ultimately thick. Stupid people. But anyway, I think we've kicked Stuart Baggs off that show. Yeah. It's got uh, Biggins on there. He was rude to Biggins. He quite, Stuart Baggs, quite clearly, otherwise known as the nitwit, has mm. never been in a hotel because Biggins said to one of the people looking after this house that they're all in, he said, do you iron shirts? And Stuart Baggs said, that's right out of order. Right out of order. You're treating him as if he's your servant. I thought, you've obviously quite clearly never stayed in a hotel or anything like that, where that's what people do. You're never rude to Biggins as well. Absolutely. Biggins has been dining out in fine places and staying in hotels for longer than, than poor old little Stuart, the brand... <laughs> Baggins, whatever his name is, has uh, been doing anything at all. Uh, th- uh, where does he come from? Somewhere like the Isle of Man or somewhere. Oh, it's some dim is. place. Mm. The further over there you get, thicker, 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 <laughs> until you get there. Thickest. It's like sort of Geordie Land, you know, it's a way, eh? Put you on the television, great stick in America. Uh-oh, it's going to look like a bit <laughs> of a donkey when you come back here, love. So I can't wait to see that. She'll be caught wearing dark glasses every day. No, no comment. No Apparently comment. she's here already and she's locked herself away. Apparently she's already in the UK, that's yeah. what I've heard. And the Lady Gaga baby food thing is not new. No, it's no. a very, very old story, not about her, but about two Playboy models, the twins, I think they were called, oh. little Barbie dolls, and in an effort to lose weight, they locked themselves in a flat, and the only food they had was little baby food. Oh, OK. Why, couldn't, why did they have to lock themselves in the flat? So to make sure they didn't get the munchies and get out there oh. and eat food. Well, so saying that, sure they lost weight. you've got biscuits in here, haven't you? That's not helped me very much. It's not for me. I just brought them in to tempt you. Oh, well, thank you. I did actually have one. You did have a biscuit. But it was good. It's five pounds. What? Five pounds. Five pounds? For the biscuit. How about I give you a big cuddle instead? How about you get your wallet out and give me five <laughs> pounds? Anyway, have a great weekend. It's lovely to see you. Lovely to see you lovely too. Lovely to, to, to talk with you. And I'll see you on Monday morning. Yes. Hope you're going to be as chirpy. Don't you dare be ill. I feel a bit of an illness coming Don't on, Don't you dare, because you know the rules. If the, presenter before, if the presenter after doesn't come in, then the presenter before has to keep going. Yeah. So that'll be nine hours. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, but the thing Run is, like the thing is, there is no way you won't turn up because I owe you a fiver now, so you'll definitely come in for that. Definitely. <laughs> All right, have a nice day. Thank you. See you on Monday morning. Bye. There you go. Christo, back with you for five hours on Monday morning. And I'm here, bank holiday. It's another bank holiday. Six till ten. So that's good news, isn't it? The secrets of giving up smoking... I don't think there are any, just got to give up, as I was explaining to my driver this morning. And, uh, what else? Oh, yes, texts and emails, 84850, steve at Oh, blimey, I'll tell you what I've got to mention for you. We've only got a how low for today. Details in a moment. 
These are the headlines. After 16 years on the run, the Serbian ward lord Radko Mladic has appeared in court. His lawyer says a judge cut short his extradition hearing yesterday because of his client's poor physical state. Britain will ask world leaders to honour their aid promises later, saying failing to do so could create more immigration and extremism. David Cameron's expected to remind the G8 summit of the target to give 0.7% of GDP by 2015. And we're told it should be business as usual at Heathrow later. 80 flights were cancelled in and out yesterday after high winds and thunderstorms. It comes as forecast to say the ash cloud won't disrupt flights over the bank holiday weekend. Good news. Check on the roads for you, Jay Louise. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. Well, even and on Sunday evening. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Friday morning, 18 minutes. Dun, dun, dun. 19 minutes. 19 minutes past five, just in case you're clock watching. Proof if proof were needed that her life really is as empty as we always thought it was. Kerry Katona is on holiday again and uh, soaking up the rays, fag in one hand, drink in the other, usual sort of rubbish that Kerry Katona does. And, um, and, um, oh, how low. A how low, we haven't had a how low on a Friday for ages. This time, it's one of the most popular handsets on the market. This is the HTC Desire HD SIM-free phone. That's what I'm offering you this morning till 7am. This is the extraordinary Android phone with a 4.3-inch touch screen. Truly great for browsing. You can view YouTube clips, Facebook photos. It's uh, operating with Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, an 8-megapixel camera, HD video recorder, free voice-guided sat-nav... On this phone, free voice-guided sat-nav, and it's got the Android 2.2 operating system. It's lovely. Can be yours for low, low money. They go low on this programme, the lowest bit in pence that nobody else makes. Might mean that it's yours. The hammer comes down at 7am. To play this one, you text LBC, then your bid in pence. If you think it's going to go for uh, 39 pence, you text LBC, then the number 39... And send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid two pound fourteen, it's LBC two one four, and send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at seven a.m. this morning. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's a lovely, lovely phone, and because it's SIM free, just pop your SIM in and off you jolly well go. Good luck to you for that one. Uh, mirror on the front page, and a few, a few of the other papers actually are running the same story about Cheryl. You know, I've been stitched up by cow. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. And if your friends are saying that to the papers, I'd make sure that you tell your friends to keep their big fat mouth shut because you've not been stitched up by Simon Cowell at all. And if your friends think so, they must be very stupid and very poor judges because he took you to America. He took you to Cannes. You got your picture everywhere. It's not your fault you've got a Geordie accent. It's not your fault, that's it. It'd be a bit stupid if you had elocution to try and make you sound a little bit more like the rest of the country. But it just goes to prove accents do not travel. And in America, out of all places... I mean, let's face it, most of us struggle over here with you, dear. So by the time you get to America, it's a case of we've tried you for two weeks, the producer is going, oh, sure. can't we can't understand what she's saying. They struggle with, you know, some Brits... I knew it was doomed. I could have told you it was doomed ages ago because I know from bitter experience that they want people... They like the cut-glass English accents. They like merchant ivory films. They're never going to be taking to a film called Made in Newcastle. It's not going to happen. You know, Newcastle on the beach. Donor kebab on the beach is not going to win, I'm afraid. The Americans don't understand it. So, consequently... I mean, it's rather... I mean, she should have thought. You know, she should have done her research and said to Simon, listen, 
I don't... Why I say it? I don't think they're going to understand what I'm saying. And Simon will then go, sorry. And, and we're going to go back to the beginning again. So they gave it two weeks of editing and cutting down. And still in the end, every contestant was coming on going. And she'd say something. They'd go, I'm sorry. What you, I don't know what you said. And you can't have that all the time. So she's going to come back here with her little tail between her legs. And she's either going to eat humble pie. And she's going to eat a whole stack of it. And go, listen, I mean, what, what she should do is brazen it up. That would be my advice. If I was advising Cheryl, I'd say, listen, brazen it up. Don't do the silly head down, glasses on, all oh, my life's a failure, can't make anything work anymore. Grow up, try and be an adult. Come back and go, uh, I can't understand why they don't understand me. And then take it from there. And once the newspaper men have looked at each other and go, what, what did she say? What did she? You know, and they put up subtitles underneath. Then, then fine, but just brazen it out. Because if you do the silly girly bit and sort of do the... Mm, cry, people are going to think you're a waste of space. And you wouldn't want them to think that, even though we think you can't sing, you mime. And, uh, and to be honest with you, you look like you spend more time getting ready than concentrating on what's actually coming out of your mouth. So you're going to have to come back here. So this poor girl... Are they going to kick the girl out from N-dubs? Does that mean that she's now out of a job? <laughs> God, blimey. Just to accommodate Cheryl Cole, because nobody understands her in America. I don't know. I don't know. What say you? What say you, London? 84850, steve at uk. 84850steve at They've got footage, they've just found footage of a, of a long-lost Queen performance. That's the group Queen, thanks to the late Dick Emery. Remember Dick Emery? The comedian accidentally taped the 70s Top of the Pop show featuring the band. Queen drummer Roger Taylor said he was recording his own show and got the end of Top of the Pops, which had us on it. And they're going to show the recording on the documentary Queen, Days of Our Lives, on uh, the television on Sunday night. Because it's interesting, you know that Bob Monkhouse recorded everything. Bob Monkhouse taped everything. He was one of the first people in the country to have a recorder at home, so he could record everything. Even before, I mean, they, they weren't available for everybody, but he, he got one, so he recorded everything, which, is, which was amazing. Something even funnier is poor little Joey Essex. You remember Joey Essex? This is the, uh, the rather peculiar little boy uh, from The Only Way is Essex, who's masquerading as Butch at the moment, but I suspect might not be as Butch as he portrays. But uh, yesterday, in a desperate attempt to try and get coverage in the papers, and to be honest with you, it doesn't get any worse, they then tell you his mother committed suicide when he was ten. You know, this is private. You know, unless you really are selling every aspect of your life, that's private. Nobody wants to know things like that. But anyway... Uh, his, his holidays turned into a nightmare. It's awful. His villa was broken into, and and they took uh, apparently his laptop, his Louis Vuitton suitcases, bound to be fake, he's from Essex, and uh, laptop, shoes, belts, and clothing, and ten thousand pounds in cash. I don't like to sort of point out the patently obvious to many of you listening, but this this numbskull from nowhere, ten thousand pounds in cash on holiday. What a buffoon. And a Louis Vuitton suitcase. You must look like the last Mary in the shop over there. And a laptop, dear. To do what with? Anyway, apparently police were called and staff from his management company flew out to take him some cash and clothes. His management company? What? (laughs) Explain to me what he does. So anyway, I went on to the management company. And it's a real big management company. They've got people like Chantel, Jack Tweed... Real class lineup it is on there. And Joey Essex. I'd give up now, love. I'd give up now. I'd, I'd tell you. An agent. 
It is so funny because they seriously believe in their tiny, small little minds, and they don't come any smaller than his, that he's actually got a career in the business. That's what's funny about it. It's so funny because they had the other day Stacey Solomon, and, and she was uh, saying in one of the papers, which she'd said to me, the only way is Essex doesn't represent the Essex I know, and it doesn't represent the Essex I know either. I spend a lot of time in Essex, and what they are, they're the, they're the cheap, tacky end of Essex. You know, the sort of, the, the, the flash ones, but they've not really got money. Because Stacey was saying they've all got flash cars and loads of money. I don't think Mark Wright's got thruppence to rub together. Everything appears to be a freebie at the moment. So we, we don't believe a word of that. What, what they are is cheap tat. Cheap tat. Mind you, the other day, bit of a disaster, Chessington World of Adventure. They have some uh, tongs, and they're little furry animals, and they live in trees. And they're very pretty. They look a little bit like giant... I don't know what you describe them as, sort of big versions of, of a cat. It's like a domestic cat, and they've got big round faces, big paws and everything else, and, they, and they're called binturong. Binturongs, OK. Unfortunately, two of them had escaped from their enclosure at Chessington World... I wouldn't write this one down. You won't like this one, Holly. Had f- <laughs> They'd climbed out of their enclosure, and they were climbing a tree when they fell out into the lion enclosure... And in front of appalled people, because the lions have a big piece of glass, they pounced on it, killed it, and then proudly walked up to the glass with it in their mouth to show the people. And there's kids, ooh, ooh, what's going on? And so there's this lion there, and they've got a picture in a couple of papers, which quite clearly people have taken, and then the lions proceeded to sit down and rip it apart and eat it. Because they're wild animals. We have to explain to people that because a short while ago, somebody who had a mental illness decided to go and sit in the lion enclosure in another place. And the lions, not quite used to this, kind of sort of looked and then looked away and then looked back again and realised dinner had arrived and it was sitting next to them. So they then proceeded to try and attack him. I think they got him out. I can't remember exactly what happened, but uh, they are wild animals. They are dangerous. I know that they come and press themselves up against the glass, and you think, oh, they cuddly. They'd rip you to pieces, OK, as these poor binturongs found out to their cost. Terrible. I mean, it really was awful. Kids there were just dreadful, you know, just, I mean, awful. And so they've got one of these things in this lion's mouth, and a photograph of it, because the, li- the lions don't know. So, so you, don't, you don't eat that, just go and eat what we give you. They're, anim- they're wild animals. They eat stuff like that, and they did. London's biggest conversation. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to six. Uh, Kev says, can't stand Cheryl, because I'm worth it. So if you're organising a whip round for a coach fair home, put me down for a fiver. It's good, isn't it? Kurt went to see uh, a talk given by Tony Palmer, who's a composer, and uh, enjoyed it. And Jan says she's been stitched up. They should have done trial runs before they launched her publicly. Well, they did do trial runs. Uh, they always do, they do trial runs of everything. Everything. I even knew a radio programme on LBC some years ago where, for a week, they rehearsed the radio programme because it, it had a quiz in it. And they wanted to make sure they knew exactly how the quiz is running. And when we used to do them for Channel 5, um, we used to play the quizzes upstairs among ourselves just so you got it off Pat's. So you knew exactly how the, the quiz worked or the, or the game worked. 
very good, actually, very clever. So, I mean, it's, it was, it's a bit difficult because the papers were full for weeks and weeks and weeks of, is she going to America, is she not going to America, is she going to America, uh, she's not going to America, yes, she's going to America, no, she's not going to America. And the answer is, yes, she did go to America, and yes, she's come back. Because it didn't work out. Which means that she's, she's killed any chance of ever working over in America. It's not going to happen again because she's got that accent, and the accent means they don't understand what she's talking about. Uh, Bridget says, today is the first day of my half term, ten days off, and I've still woken up to listen to the programme. Poor Noreen having a very painful time on holiday after her fall. At least she can still listen to you in Ibiza. Yeah, she's in Ibiza at the moment. Um, I was driving over Richmond Bridge the other day. No, it wasn't, it was Twickenham Bridge. Tell a lie, Twickenham Bridge. And I wonder why the car next to me was not quite going as fast. So he sort of, he overtook, and then, then he sort of slowed down. And as he went past, I remember looking sideways, thinking, you're texting. And he was sitting there with the phone up on the steering wheel, texting. A rather stu- I should have taken a note of the car number. But anyway, nothing new here, because a careless motorist is facing a huge fine, I'm hoping a ban, after spotted driving down a dual carriageway using two mobile phones. Police noticed the man cruising on the 70-mile-an-hour stretch of road whilst holding a handset to his ear. But when the officers looked more closely, they saw he was allegedly using his other handset to send a text on a second mobile while steering the car with his legs. The unnamed 34-year-old, whose Vauxhall Tigra was uninsured, had his vehicle seized and will be hauled before the courts on driving without due care and attention charge. It's in Norfolk, incidentally. And he was on the A47 at Blowfield near Norwich. And he's been told he faces having six points on his licence and a fine which could hit thousands of pounds. I mean, to be honest with you, the man would have to be a complete fool, wouldn't he? Driving along with what... I don't think it's possible to do two phones, is it? And drive at the same time. It's not possible. I don't think so. But uh, either way, being on your mobile phone at that speed, which uh, is very, very dangerous, and even, even texting at that speed, whether or not you've actually got the phone up to your ear... It doesn't make any, you know, it doesn't make any difference at all. It's just ludicrous. It's just so silly. I think you should be able to say, you know, hi, everybody, hope you're all well, Steve. And then there's a pause, and then the phone will say to you, uh, who do you wish to send this to? And you say, uh, Brian, or John, or whoever it happens to be. And that's, and that's how it works. Okay? Simple as that. Talking of phones, here it is. You'll, you'll want this phone, because it is one of the most popular handsets on the market. Check it out. On the internet, if you want, it's the HTC Desire HD phone. It's got a 4.3-inch touch screen, which is very nice. I'm looking at my phone, and mine, probably about the same size as mine, I should imagine. And uh, great for browsing YouTube clips uh, or Facebook photos. It's got the Android 2.2 operating system, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, 8-megapixel camera, HD video recorder, and free voice-guided sat-nav. Ooh. Person with a lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid and pence that nobody else makes. So, for example, if you want to bid 20 pence, because the hammer comes down at 7am, you text LBC20 and send it to 88821. If you want to bid pound twenty-seven, you text LBC127 and send it to 88821. This competition finishes at 7am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's a lovely phone. Check it out on the internet if you've got a moment. HTC Desire HD phone. Ooh, very nice indeed. Uh, Brian's in Scotland and loves listening to this programme. Great to wake up to a laugh in the morning as a, as a way to away from all the doom and gloom. I can't do doom and gloom. It's half rain yesterday. I quite liked it. 
I, th- I've, I'm, I, I, did, I did like it. I did like it. If you're going to Cambridge today, we have a cafe to avoid. Or failing that, a cafe to go to if you've got a dog. OK? It's, it's a bit naughty. And I have to be honest, even by my standards, it's a bit naughty. But I felt quite angry about it. Quite angry. Uh, because it's a blind man who was thrown out of a cafe because the head waiter was allergic to his guide dog. OK? So Andrew Lee was told to leave as he sat down for breakfast with dog Vinny by his side. He said, I felt like a second-class citizen. I was upset and humiliated. Last night, Osman Dogor, head waiter at the Tudor Room Cafe in Cambridge, refused to apologise. Well, let's not talk to the, uh, the monkey. Can we talk to the organ grinder? Why would you want to talk to the head waiter? But he said, because he's refused to apologise, a stupid man, the staff are scared of dogs and I have allergies to animals, especially dogs. I politely told him to leave. Well, go and get another job, you stupid man. This is a guide dog. This man is blind. He's got a guide dog. Ah, uh, kick him out. Osmond, dog, or kick him out of the job. I'll tell you, they, what they need to do, they need to find out. You need to really pursue this one. You need to find out who owns this blooming place. If it's, a, if it's a cafe and they've got a head waiter in a cafe, what sort of place is it? Just be somebody done up like a dog's dinner, won't it, really? Or not a dog's dinner in this particular case. He says, and I have allergies to animals, especially dogs. Well, you shouldn't be working there, should you? Stupid man. Paul says, as I said yesterday, you were right yet again. I'm betting serious money that Cheryl's back on the UK show as I truly think the company are under delusion that she will save it. Maybe even filming today. Now, I, you see, I don't... Why would she save it? She didn't contribute anything at all. She sat there. She's, you know, she's like the little Barbie doll that you sort of... Occasionally you push the side of her and she said, Mama, Mama, something like this. Not, she doesn't come up with anything intelligent, does she? Well, you know, you get my vote, pet. Mama, Mama. That's as far as it goes. To be honest, says Paul, sweet as her persona is, I never forgot the... Yes, we didn't forget that one either. As the saying goes, you can take the girl out of the council estate, but you can't take the council estate out of the girl. I, for one, will not be honouring her as Britain's next saint. To paraphrase the advert, Cheryl Pett, you're not worth it. There you go. I didn't think so either. Especially as um, I thought, you know, she'd risen a bit too quickly. And if you rise too quickly, there's a big fall. And the fall for her is the fact that nobody understands her. It doesn't matter what she looks like. Nobody's interested in that kind of thing. You know, we know that in uh, in all the uh, in all the television programmes, they spend a lot of time doing people up. At LBC, we don't spend any money at all doing people up. You know, this, I mean, I come in here hoping for the all singing, all dancing global makeover. I've never had it yet. Never had it. Stephen Arlington says, as a lorry driver, I can look down into cars and I see people texting whilst driving every day. The horns wake him up, though. I know. <laughs> Always works, doesn't it? Always works. Steve, the strange boy, Joey Essex. Let's hope he's declared that £10,000 cash when he left the country or when entering Spain. Any amount like that you have to declare to customs. Who carries that amount of money in, in pounds to Spain? Well, I agree. I mean, most people put it on a card, don't they? That's a safer... I mean, how stupid. It's almost like it's a set-up story. You know, it's almost like, wait a minute, how, how can we get him some publicity? Oh, thieves broke in and took £10,000. He doesn't look like he's got 10,000 pennies, does he, really? He's a little bit of a strange one. Uh, Steve, says Anne, the two penguins have got into the lion's cage, but it's OK. He couldn't get the wrappers off. Thank you. It's an old one. Shall we have a tea? Shall we have a tea? I don't know. I have my own tea bags. Look. That's, my only, that's the only tea bag I've got in the world. Oh, I tell you, I found another one. I found another tea bag. I got my hanging baskets yesterday from Paul Cooper. I've got six. And I was out there this morning in my, in my shorts and, and I was watering them. Although looking outside, the, I think there's cups up there, dear. 
I think this cup's up there. Oh. Smarter. Looks a bit like a deck chair. Could be in a minute, John. And um, I, th- I think the forecast is rain. I'm just going to have a quick check, just in case for today. Oh, no, mainly dry with sunny spells. Showers dying out by evening. Generally light winds, because it was windy as well. Which means that if you've got hanging baskets, they dry out. But uh, we shall have them all up again. Maximum temperature, 11 at the moment. It'll reach 17 later on. Pollen car forecast moderate. Can't read now. Tonight, dry at first with clear skies. Cloudier after midnight. Chance of isolated outbreaks of light rain. That's nice, isn't it? Uh, other stories in the papers. Uh, the uh, shamed MP, David Chater, freed... That's the fiddling MP, David Chater, former Labour MP for Bury North, excuse me, uh, has been freed after barely a quarter of his 18-month jail sentence. What's the point? What's the point of sending somebody to prison going 18 months and he comes out after just four and a half months? What's that? I mean, what, what message does that... There's a woman in the paper today. In fact, there's, there's quite a number of people. We seem to find them on a regular basis. And she's... Um, in fact, there's actually a couple who've had their children taken away from them because he, he, he runs a business. They're benefit fraudsters, though. They've been fiddling the benefits. And there's another woman, and she'd fiddled to £130,000 or something. And the judge has said, because she said, I haven't got any money, I've spent it all. So he's allowed her to pay it back at 20 quid a week, this fiddling old bag. And, and it's going to take, wait, wait for this one, 124 years to pay it off. 124 years. And he said, you'll be named and shamed, everybody will know what you are. She must be laughing. I'd go round there, I'd take her television, I'd take everything away, the car, take the windows out, take the curtains down, because she must have spent this money on something. And as you can't find out what it is, you, you take it away from her, and make her suffer, and make her pay £30 a week. Because I bet you anything, she's still smoking and shoving the old booze down her throat. She looks like that type. And then, we have a guy called Philip uh, Machemze over here. You don't know the name, do you? But you'll know who he is when I tell you that he is murdering Robert Mugabe's henchman. This man killed and tortured opponents of Robert Mugabe, a piece of filth of the First Order, and the sooner the baby Jesus takes him away, the better we'll all be. And he was on the lash. He's been allowed into this country, okay, to stay here. So he's out on the lash picking up cheap women and everything else. This man, a murderer, a Mugabe thug, he's got asylum here. And the reason we can't send him home is because he might be attacked if he goes home. Good. Good. I mean, he, he, he once ripped out uh, a man's teeth with pliers. And we've got him in this country. Piece of filth. Why do we have people like We can't send him home because apparently it fringes his human rights and he might be attacked. I hope he would be attacked over there. So here he is, necking back the old wine at a little private party in Bristol. So glad he's not in London. Keep him in Bristol. Look, ghastly, the people we put up with over here. And then you get people who sort of fiddle everything. And, um, and, and, and you think to yourself, 20 quid a week. And here's a school who has, who has banned pupils from giving each other high fives, handshakes or hugs. Hugs. Governors have imposed the no contact rule. As they say, it prevents fighting or bullying. It's ridiculous. Dana Chong was thrown into the detention for cuddling a female pal at the Quest Academy in Croydon. Mum Anita from nearby New Addington says the policy was extreme and ludicrous. She said if the kids can't even hug each other at school, some of them will never learn how to be socially interactive. No, don't, don't, I mean, it's, Anita, it's Croydon. They're socially interactive at a very young age in Croydon. They don't need to do hugs and they're doing everything else, I'm afraid. And she says, here, school is supposed to be where we start teaching our children how to be social. No, dear, you teach them that. 
That's what you t- t- school educates them. Doesn't teach them how to be social, I'm afraid. Oh, it is Croydon, isn't it? Uh, anyway, so, we, we will find out in a moment whether you're grumpy. Are you grumpy? Well, I've got a little test for you at home. Are you grumpy? The answer is, of course we're all grumpy. I spend my life being grumpy. Somebody said to me once, why, you know, why are you so miserable? I said, I'm not miserable. I've just been in a bad mood for the last 35 years. It's fairly straightforward. I don't know why people don't understand it. It's uh, quarter to six, eight for eight five zero. Steve at lbc.co.uk. We take all your texts and emails on the programme. Don't forget the how low. We've got a birthday to celebrate later. And uh, John Warrington will join us. These are the headlines. The Serbian warlord Ratko Mladic has appeared in court after 16 years on the run. His lawyer says a judge cut short his extradition hearing yesterday because of his client's poor physical state. A man's in a serious condition in hospital after a fight in Brixton last night. Police were called to the junction of Cold Harbour Lane and Brixton Road at 11 o'clock. And around 80 flights were cancelled at Heathrow Airport yesterday because of bad weather. A spokesman says BAA expects the schedule to be running fine today. Have a check on the roads for you. Get there nice and quickly with Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. Good morning. Well, big problems for the... Honestly, your mind just boggles, doesn't it, really? It's uh, ten minutes to six. It's nice of your company. It's uh, Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC 97.3. Very quickly here. And uh, this is Anne. I sent in a message. And she says, Do you think when the boat comes in, is coming back on, Cheryl and Denise Welsh could both be apart? As always, you are right again. Yes, we, d- we did predict it. We did predict that Cheryl would not make it in America. And Liz, very happy 30th birthday for today for today. John, good morning. Good morning. Are you grumpy? <clears throat> Apparently, is your glass half empty rather than half full? Do you sigh more than you smile? If you answered yes and you're of a certain age, you're probably one of a growing breed, the grumpy old gits. I'm not grumpy. You're not grumpy. My glass is always half full. Okay. And I always smile. In fact, I f- get upset because people don't smile anymore. Right. Do you have your own mug at work? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. You realise you've not laughed or smiled in weeks. Any moments of happiness you experience are brief and fleeting. Well, that sounds like you're depressed. Yes, it does, doesn't it? You slam the door in the faces of carol singers. I don't answer the door. See, <laughs> don't don't even answer them. Singers. When kids come round, you're more concerned with how clean your carpets are than how big they've grown. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go, you <laughs> see. You wash your car most days. No. You've started sending your food back in restaurants. I've done that. Yes. Yes. Um, you can spell. I can spell. Yes. You become obsessed with Sudoku. Oh, I can't do that. No, I can't do that either. <laughs> I've tried. You begin sentences with, in our day. Um, only when I'm with you. Okay. You choose a car for how robust it is rather than naught to 60. <laughs> no. Okay. Definitely not. Right. Do you start turning out the lights for economic reasons rather than romantic? Definitely. You no longer buy green bananas, just in case. <laughs> well, I have a, a pale green, mine are. They're verging yeah. on yellow. Right. Uh, you want to hibernate in the winter? Absolutely. Oh, yes. You're a grumpy old git. Okay. No. You are. I'm sorry to tell I'm you. S- that's yes. not fair. Yes. Did I answer no to more than five no, questions? but you know, you've agreed yes. You start, you've started sending your food back. All these things are grumpy old men well, things. Well, things just aren't good enough. Whoa. They're not like they were in my Would day. Would you ever stop Blue and ask them for a, a signed photo? I don't need to. No. They asked me for mine. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't do signed... Sam, apparently, ever like, saw Blue <laughs> yeah. and asked them for a signed photo. I mean, how embarrassing.
Oh, and apparently he said it had to be done. Oh. Well, someone has to, I dear suppose. Dear me, it's terrible. I do like them, though. They are very nice boys. Blue. Yeah, we didn't win Eurovision. No, I know, but then... Sam was obviously quite excited. That's the nearest thing to uh, a celebrity he's met, apart from a glove puppet once on a children's show. And you. And me, yes. And, and uh, yes. Hmm. Strange enough, Mike says, not sure about her... Her accent. Americans will look at her musical pedigree, which is non-existent, wonder who she is to judge them. No, in this case, it, the, strange enough, they didn't. They, they were concerned about the fact that they really couldn't understand her. And it was, it was too strong an accent. And I think they asked the question yesterday on LBC, uh, has your accent ever held you back? You know, mm. if, if you've got a very, very broad Glaswegian accent, you know, could you come down here and say, well, see you, Jimmy, and you come on the programme on LBC. That's terrible. It is terrible, isn't it? I mean, you wouldn't, you'd never understand it. But luckily, because I enunciate and I have perfect diction, not as good as somebody like Giles Brandreth, but at least people can understand me. I think it's a publicity stunt. I don't think it's anything. What, that they've sent her back? Yeah, absolutely. Really? It's all, what, you think I they think... had no idea of keeping her? Or no, no intentions? Oh, I think the whole thing started off was it was a good idea. And mm. I think what's happened is Simon has panicked. Danny's not doing it. He's left with Louis. Yeah. And what's his name from Take That? Gary Barlow. Gary. Yes. And then they, they, were, they were trying to fill someone's, his shoes mm. with someone. And then, so hang on, he suddenly says, look, love, this is not working. No one understands you here. We knew that this was always going to be a problem. You get back there and hold the British fault while yeah. I carry on here and we'll run it together. The trouble is we don't need her on the British one. We really don't. I mean, I don't want to oh, be rude about know. it. She contributes nothing to the panel. She doesn't know anything. She's won a couple of times. Yeah, but, I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, but that's not her winning. That's the person winning. Yeah, but she's still uh, what a mentor. I mean, I felt sorry the other day. Barack Obama had to meet Jedward. Oh, yes, I saw and that. And Mary yeah. Byrne, for God's sake. I mean, I asked <laughs> We like Mary Byrne. I mean, like Jedward. Yeah, well, he, prob- he probably didn't even know who they were. No, he doesn't. No. Well, because he actually said to them, Jedward, what's that? And they went, hey, we're Jedward, and I'm John, and this is Edward, and together we're Jedward. And you think, you're very simple, aren't you? <laughs> you're very simple. Not something he wants to import to the United States, one assumes. Yeah, Andy in Kingston thinks it's a publicity stunt. That, and I'll tell you the reason it cannot be, because it's made her look... Stupid. It won't do, because she'll come back and she'll do the whole UK thing again and she'll be in, in the right well, place. Well, if I was right working time. on the X Factor over here, I'd be going, excuse me, we don't want her back. Well, why don't they want her back? They do want her back. They need her here. No, they really don't need her. She's, she's, I, she does... If, if you did a survey of what do you watch the X Factor for, is it Cheryl Cole or the Axe? You watch the Axe. You couldn't care less about Cheryl Cole. It's like uh, the Hoff. A more stupid man, you'd be our push to find. We don't need him over here telling us about our acts. But you know what we won't have, won't you? Which would be very, very interesting if she does come back. Is she coming back to the UK? Who? The panel on the X Factor in the UK. She is doing it, is she? Well, we don't know. It's not oh, been confirmed. Oh, it will be, though. It will no, be I have a feeling she, she won't do it. Well, what's she going to do, then? Well, she can what's get, she going to do? She can get to get a job. Well, go it. back to Ashley. Well, strange enough, underwear. Adele Silver went out to America to try and break the market out there and ended up working in a dress shop. Then had to come crawling back, exactly. you know, to get a job in, in Emmerdale. Well, she's not going to do that, is she? But it'll be interesting because there'll be none of that uh, Cheryl Simon camp against the Louis Danny camp. Well, they weren't together. They didn't even like each other, I don't think. Remember that Cheryl used to turn her back to those two oh, yes. and constantly talk to Simon mm. and just, you know, and it was all them and them and they were all cooey and lovely. Well, now they're going to be three, six thousand miles apart. Oh, well, I don't think we need her over here. I think she should uh, go and get a job working in Miss Selfridge 
selling selling dresses and shoes and advising people on how to make themselves look taller. Perhaps you should be on the returns counter. Yes. Ray says, quote from a female candidate in The Apprentice last night, British Museum. That's dinosaurs and stuff, isn't it? Sadly not, I'm afraid. 84850, steve at uk. Uh, there is also the other story in the paper today of the four religious fanatics, or, or as we prefer to call it, four thugs, who beat a non-Muslim, a teacher called Gary Smith, because he taught um, Islam to schoolgirls. They inflicted such appalling injuries on religious instruction teacher Gary Smith that his mother couldn't recognise him. They decided... That And they, they, they plotted, uh, this is Akmal Hussein, Sheikh Rashid, Azad Hussein and Simon Alam, all admitted GBH. They had a tape where they, they talked about what they were going to do to him because he was daring to teach Muslim girls. This four thugs who are a deep embarrassment to their faith and, of course, to their parents, all live in council flats in London. Amazing, this, isn't it? All live in council flats. And uh, they were heard on this tape talking about how they kicked him when he was down and he kept trying to get up again. And you think, and you claim to be religious people, you're filth. Absolute filth. Anyway, they've been sent to jail indefinitely. Five-year minimum sentence. You'll enjoy it in there, boys. You really will. They're so looking forward to seeing you. Cooey! (laughs) We're your cellmates. Honestly, you claim to be religious people. You're not religious at all. You're just thugs. Just nasty. Nasty, nasty people. Listen, news is coming out very shortly. And, uh, well, let me, let me mention somebody's name then. I had to hold myself back because I saw a headline come into view. And I, oh, no, 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 no. Definitely not. And um, three in ten Brits have no idea that Wales and Scotland are part of Britain. That's frightening. We're not intelligent, are we? And 60% think the Isle of Wight is not part of our country. Oh, they're quite mad, Isn't some that people. Awful? That's because they don't teach geography properly. Well, we did it, but it was nothing to do with sort of where, where places are. They just taught us that a river goes round like this and then it erodes on the corners and then you get a corner. And that's quite nice. We'll take a short break for the news at six o'clock. It's LBC 97.3. Don't forget a lovely how low. It's a SIM free phone. Left at St Pancras, need. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's LBC 97.3. It's early breakfast with Steve Allen. Uh, don't forget my HTC Desire HD SIM-free phone, which has got the free voice-guided sat-nav on it. Can be up for grabs in the how low for today. Details coming the other side of the news. John Warrington will uh, go through a little bit of the uh, papers as well. And we'll find out uh, what we've got. And Prince Charles has taken tips from his wife during a wine-tasting session. How lovely. All of that and more. It's the other side of the news at 6 on 97.3. Morning, everybody. Eight minutes past six. Never wrong, says James. Didn't you predict that Robbie Williams would never rejoin Take That? I did. Listen, they haven't started the tour yet. I think they're even taking odds that he might not actually get round to doing the tour. He's having to be feng shui'd everywhere. Oh, is he? He's a bit needy, <laughs> apparently, poor soul. Anyway, John Warrington's with us Good morning. on Friday. And he says you predicted Susan Boyd never make any money. No, I didn't. I never said she wouldn't make any money. I said she'd make money. I'm surprised the second album al- didn't do as well the second album, of course, as I was right on that one. Uh, Mark the Bailiff, good morning. He's off out this morning, so be careful. Uh, because if you'd owe money on your car, chances are he's out to take it. Uh, I read uh, an article a couple of days ago uh, of people being accepted on jury service, even if they have little knowledge of the English language. Uh, Maybe Cheryl could be employed as a professional juror. Perhaps you could have people go, yes, I mean, they do have that, don't they? I professional think. jurors? Yeah, well, no. I suppose you could be. No, you can't. You can't. It's randomly selected, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
It's where everybody's worst, na- worst nightmare. You don't ever want to get on a murder trial or um, or a fraud trial. Because they can run for, for months. Yeah, it goes on and on and on and on and on. I get away with it, actually, because I run a small business and it's very difficult. I've been asked twice to do it. I've Have never you been, been asked? asked? Never been asked. No? Never. I'm surprised. No. I think you'd love it. I would love it, but I couldn't afford to take the time off. You, <laughs> yeah. No, they pay you. No, not, not, they don't pay the normal rate, do they? No. How much do they pay? £25 a day. Well, there's no <laughs> chance. £25 a day. That wouldn't, even, that wouldn't even cover the wine bill. And they'll pay your ex- travelling expenses. Oh, thank God for that. With, within reason. Well, so no, £150 no, in petrol on the car? No, that you can't oh. drive yourself. You Public transport. It's about £3.50 a day. Public transport? And you get a sandwich for lunch. I don't want to be In the juror. canteen. I don't want to, sorry, guilty, guilty. <laughs> Can we get it over and done with? They're guilty. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't forget, my HTC Desire HD SIM-free phone is up for grabs, and it's in the How Low reverse auction this morning. This extraordinary Android phone has a large 4.3-inch touchscreen, making it truly great for browsing, viewing YouTube clips or Facebook photos. It's got the latest Android 2.2 operating system, Bluetooth Y-Tie... Y-Tie? Y-Tie? An 8-megapixel <laughs> camera and Wi-Fi, HD video recorder and free voice-guided sat-nav. Ooh, you want. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down at 7am. To play this one, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence. So, for example, if you want to bid... pound eighteen, You text LBC118 and send that to treble eight two one. If you want to bid... 36 pence. You text LBC36 and send it to treble eight. Two one competition finishes at seven a.m. this morning. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's a very, very desirable phone. Very. Uh, I think Cheryl Cole says Rihanna should work for Christian Labouton and Jimmy Chu because she likes shoes, I suppose, and that would raise her up from "You raise me up." So I can stand on heels. You raise me up. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, Laura, Americans expect quality for Britain. They send goods back that are faulty, hence Cheryl Cole. Who next, Russell Brand? No, the Japanese sent him back. They didn't <laughs> want him going in. <laughs> Anne in Surrey says, I live in a council house. Are you Muslim? <laughs> Why would well, that make any difference to us? She said, I'm a hard-working, law-abiding person. As a lot of council tenants are. Well, so you say. We can't believe that, can we? There's nothing wrong with living in a council house. No, but it's ironic that all these thugs live in council houses. Well, that's because they've been given... Breeding grounds, ladies and gentlemen. Sink estates. That's because they've been given council houses. Because they come, you know, their families have been passed down, they get on the list and everything else. It's appalling, it's laziness. What, having a council house? There are lots of people living in council houses who shouldn't be living in council houses. I agree. Louis Spencer's living in a council house. But he must have been on the must, money he's making. Well, he must have been able to. He must have been on the list at the right yeah. time. Dreadful. And, I mean, lots of people. And lots of people buy their own their own council houses. Remember? Well, actually, that's, that's never a, a good thing. idea. Why? Never ever, ever a good idea because yeah. there was that problem years ago of the people who lived in um, on council estates mm-hmm. and they decided to buy their own property. Yes. Well, up until then, everything had been done for them. Every time the roof needed doing, the light bulbs and everything else, and then all of a sudden. When the council came round, your property wasn't done. And they suddenly were landed with huge bills. So people who lived in tower blocks, they were going, right, now, um, the council paid this bit, your rent is 36000 Quite seriously. And people were going, for what? And they go, well, maintenance, lighting, the roof needed doing, the aerial's been done, it's been decorated. 36000 That that's your end of it. And they went, what? And they couldn't believe it. So the advice was, 
don't ever buy your council house. Well, some people, ha- you know, who want to get on the on the ladder, they have to start a council house, and lots of people do. Uh, they call it something else, actually. They don't call it a council house. They call it an ex-something or other. Uh, and when you... An ex-council house. <laughs> an ex-council house. There you house. go. Sounds quite nice. No, no. Ex-local <laughs> authority. That's what it is. A local authority. Yes. Property. It's an ex-local authority property. <laughs> it's a council house. All right? Yes. We don't just call them but, silly names. But whether it's a council house or council house, of course, you do get those bills. If they suddenly come around and say, yes. we're going to replace all the windows in this on the estate, yeah. it's divided by the number of property and, and you get your £12,000 bill or whatever it is. Yeah. But you would if you're in your building. It's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, but we, we, we have a service charge. We actually have a service charge every... Uh, twi- twice a year. Yes, but that service charge that you pay into replaces your light bulbs, keeps the yes. the community communal s- thing, central community yes. thing clean, and all of that sort of thing. Yes. If they suddenly said, right, the roof's got to be replaced, yes. it's falling apart. Yes. You we have, have a fund for that. Oh, you have a nu- so you pay into something else. No, no, no. We we have we pay our money, and then we we take out of that and put it into the sinking fund. Okay. What the roof sinking fund? Well, we got about forty fifty thousand. Okay. pounds in there because the roof to be done would cost a lot of money so you've got to yes. put money aside for that but uh, but because then then you get the the tenants complaining or the people who own their flat because the service charges go up mm, because we, we have a lift and things like that but it costs thousands to run the building every year of course it does yeah. thousands because of the insurance because of the cleaning because of all the little if you if you saw all the bills that come in you'd be going do you need that do absolutely they're all essential we really don't do anything that isn't essential you've got to have building insurance which we is- did spend twenty thousand on the patio admittedly but, but I wanted palm trees. I wanted palm trees. And a water feature. And a water feature. <laughs> and a hot tub and everything else. And somewhere to take my ship to. It was lovely. Uh, Steve says, defo a publicity stunt. After Danny went, he'd only left Louis Walsh and Gary Barlow. Both a bit drippy. I think Cheryl would take Simon's place. Not over Louis Walsh and Gary Barlow, she can't. She's way out of her depth. But she's... she's I mean, Louis Walsh is the most very experienced. Popular. More popular than Louis. Really? I think in, oh. in public terms... More pop. Yeah. Well, I don't, well, I'm not sure. Gary Barlow is a little, is a little bit boring, <coughs> isn't it, Gary Barlow? But he's talented, and he's a songwriter. Oh, yes, he's very talented, but we don't a... want talented and think. We want somebody who's got a bit of, bit of oomph. But don't we want someone who actually knows what they're talking about? Really you just knows. said that she doesn't know what she's talking no, about. No, I don't want anybody who knows what they're talking but about. he does. He, he knows who? what he's talking about. Gary. Well, I don't care what he's Gary He's been thinks. there, he's been in a pop boy band. He could hang glide from a helicopter as long as I'm Do you I'm think he'll get groups? Really? I couldn't care Gary. less. I'm really not going to waste my time worrying about it. You'll still watch it. I, well, of course I'll watch it. It's 16 past six. News <laughs> headlines this morning brought to you by Sam Pittis. David Cameron has agreed that British Apache attack helicopter three. Morning, everybody. 6.20 is at the time. Coming up uh, this morning with Ian Dale after seven for Nick Ferrari. We'll be discussing the case of the man, as we mentioned before, who tortured innocent people for Robert Mugabe and has now been granted asylum over here. Is there ever an argument for giving such a man a safe haven in the UK? Arguing that this morning will be, presumably saying yes, Shami Chakrabarti, Director of Liberty, and Kate Hoey, Head of the Commons All-Party Group on Zimbabwean Labour MP for Vauxhall, who's going to be saying no. And I'm sure you've got your thought as well on that. I mean, how can somebody be allowed to stay here who's tortured people, and the reason you can't send him back is because he might be tortured? A man who did the most despicable things... I mean, I just find it unbelievable. It is unbelievable, isn't it? It but is they, in the stand age. But you see, that's what this country is all about. You have rights. You are innocent until proven guilty. It's well documented what this one's done. Mm-hmm. But they, you still... It's like Robert Mugabe. Everyone knows what a murderer he is. Yes, but it's everybody just allows him disgusting. to come into their country. Oh, it's it's disc- and then the Pope talked to him. Oh, grief. 
I felt quite physically ill after that one. Uh, so all of that and more. And also, as one former MP walks free from prison after serving a quarter of his sentence for expenses, fraud and another is found guilty, Ian will be asking, will MPs ever learn their lesson? Answer, no. Because they, they say, well, everybody else is doing it. It's interesting with the MPs, isn't it? With the, with the injunction thing that's going on and that they are above the law. Yeah. How can you be... If you make the laws, and they do make the laws, mm. how can you be above them? Well, I, th- I think what, what they think is that they, they make laws, but that's for us. Oh, I see. Not for them. They are, they are above so they the law. they can go ahead and break the law. Well, that's what they think, yes, until they get caught. And they go, well, everybody else was doing it. Well, you know, what, what's the problem? Well, the, but, but, the, but the, the man that's the, the, whose name slipped out mm. on the, on Monday, yes, um, about even though there was an injunction against yes. it, he was allowed to use that to do that. Yes, he can override that injunction because that's parliamentary privilege. But why do they? I have don't that know. Privilege? I'm not in Parliament, but they have privilege, but and they can say things within the House that are confined to the House. But they're not. The fact they? that they get reported outside is immaterial. It's the fact that they've said it in the house, and that protects that individual. So, in other words, if they're having a little chat as they're walking down to chambers, yeah, and one politician says gives the other a piece of information, that's perfectly okay. But if I hear it as an and then go and tell a yes, newspaper, it, it's, that's why that there was all the, all the trouble with Twitter because somebody was saying, you know, they won't be prosecuting seventy thousand people, and somebody said they might. You yes. don't know. They might. They might do a test case. Well, they might. They might not. Because be there's all sorts of famous names who, who twittered these things. Yeah. All sorts of people. The only thing is, wouldn't it be better to twit uh, to to um, to fine or or to take to court at something? Twitter itself, the company who allowed that to go out. Well, their argument would probably be they couldn't police everything. Well, they have to though, don't they? Because if you, it's like Facebook, isn't it? If if somebody puts something on Facebook. And it's offensive to somebody, or it's very in, in extremely bad taste. Mm. They remove it. I've seen people's um, f- uh, profiles yes. come off there instantly. Oh, this right. profile is suspended. This profile is suspended because you're not allowed. They must monitor it, otherwise it gets out of hand. Yeah. Because yeah, if well. you p- think of the paedophilia that goes on, and the, the young people that are nurtured, not necessarily through Facebook and Twitter, but through other means, that has to be monitored, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. We've got to watch, you know, the way people Well, we'll have are. to watch it very carefully, I think. Uh, John is off to Belfast this afternoon to take part in the Belfast Titanic Society Convention as next Tuesday, which is the 31st, at 12.30. It's the 100th anniversary since the Titanic was launched into the river by the builders Harlan and Wolfe. The ship then underwent a year's fitting out, leading up to her sailing from the city on the 2nd of April 1912, never to return again. What happened to the Titanic was a disaster. She was not. And he's going to send me some uh, some pictures next week. They had that that came up on the television the other day. It was on one of these auction programmes, I think. And it was uh, a plan of the Titanic. Huge. It was about 36 feet long on, on the paper. Mm. Framed, I think. Where you hang it? I couldn't get it in my place. You'd have to sort of take the roof off. And it had on there all the marks where the, um, they said this was the broken bit, this is what went in there. Quite, it's still a fascinating story to us, even after all these uh, years. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Simon Cowell should have known. He's supposed to be a genius, says H. Well, even he probably couldn't have predicted what the American reaction would be to her accent. And he's not a genius. By any he's very clever. 
I mean, well, he's I, I, very clever not, because he's, not success, in terms he's very of, successful. You know, nuclear power is not, yes, I know. not going to be running a country, although he'd probably do a better job than most of the people. Yeah. Noreen says, hope you had a lovely birthday, John. He Thank did. you very much, Noreen. Thank you for your card. Still hot, she says, I'm in the pool all day. Met a lady, went to see a show at Fairfield Halls, Croydon with a friend, some guy called Steve Allen, but she'd never heard of you. She went with a friend who was a fan but has now emigrated. <laughs> she says, have a good Saturday. Be here Sunday. We're an hour ahead. Hour ahead. And, um... Uh, Dawn says, I took the podcast of you in conversation with Stacey Solomon on my trip to Glasgow with me. Great interview. I've always liked her. She's lovely, actually. She is nice. She's a, quite a sweetie. And uh, I'm not long in from going to see Have I Got News For You being recorded. It went for 90 minutes, and they cut it down to 30 and 45. So that's interesting. She says, it's so hard to get tickets for the show. I was surprised that nobody checked them. So you could probably sort of nip in, couldn't you, on the off chance. And ever since they, they fiddled about with my computer yesterday, which I was very, very grateful for... Um, all the, um, you know, some, you have ju- do you have junk email on your computer? No. Oh, right. It's all filtered. I get things that, I get some bits and bobs yeah. that filter through, but... Because every every so often I might get something from a couple of, you know, odd people, <laughs> and, and I put them into the into the junk email, and there they remain. So every time they email in, it goes straight to the junk email. Yeah. Now, they just disappear completely. They haven't even appeared in the junk email. But you've, th- you've got a spam account, have you? So... Uh, oh, well, I don't know. We have some automatic filtering system here. Here, yeah. See, at home I use yeah. a Mac... And that sort of filters everything, and it knows if I say if I get an email from someone, I go, I call it junk. It yeah. knows it's junk, and then it goes back into this special box. Right. Uh, Sue says the council wanted my dad to pay twelve, so twelve thousand pounds towards replacing his windows. With a fight, he paid five thousand, which was the average quote out of three that I arranged for him. Yeah, you should always negotiate things. The council comes to you and say we need this amount of money. You go, well, mm, can we sort of, you know. Adapted a little bit yeah. and see whether we can reach a compromise. Yeah, it can be very expensive for anybody, yeah. whether you're in a, a council property or in a normal building, mm. if you can't afford to pay towards the roof. Maybe they should do a public vote, says somebody here, to select the judges. No, because we'd all vote for Andy Pandy and the wooden tops. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be voting for, for Cheryl or for, or for Danny or anybody. Uh, uh, that's why we said before, when all those funny people wrote on the internet that Danny's been fired. Well, she hasn't. They j- she just couldn't fit into the schedule. And they said, we shall never watch it ever again. I thought, of course you will. Unless you're very stupid. You will watch it. You'd, you'd watch it, whether she's on it or not, wouldn't you? Of course I'd want to see yeah. what's, what's going to happen. Exactly. No, put it this way, the, the fact that Danny Minogue's not on a programme doesn't make the slightest difference. And aren't we watching it just because we like the talent? Yes, we're watching it because it's it. funny. You mm. know, you don't watch... I don't know, I'm trying to think of anything else on the television. It's only very few presenters who actually pull the programme together. It's the programme that keeps you there. Sometimes even Ant and Deck get it wrong, and yet we, we quite clearly love Ant and Deck. Travel firm Thompson have launched their first child-free holidays. Hurrah. Hurrah. Thompson Couples. Oh, dear. Will cater for Brits who want a romantic break where kids are bad. Oh, no, not like that sandals, is it like that? (laughs) Oh, dear. The firm got the idea out of a survey of hundreds of couples in which 75% said other people's children had spoilt their break. Many agreed with the statement, hell is other people's children on holiday. So that's that's a good idea. Brat-free holidays. I'm all in favour of that one. We don't want, you know, kids on holiday. They ruin it. Let them go on their own separate holidays. Let them go sort of, you know, camping in Savanac Forest or something. PGL Adventure Holidays is where you send your child away Savanac. for the summer holiday or a week oh, or two brilliant. weeks. And then you go off to the Seychelles while they go to the yeah. to Dorset. Oh, children on holidays. Unless they're very well behaved, but most couples' children are not well behaved. And that's why it's, it sort of ruins it for people. Not all of them. They're quite nice. 99% of them. We came back on a flight yesterday from Malta. Hmm. And my dad had one of those 
kids behind him that kicked the chair. Oh, I hate the kickers. For three hours. I generally sort of let laughing gas off and then then wait till the kid goes to sleep. Oh, let's take a very quick break. Ian Dale in for Nick Farrar. Morning, everybody. So front pages of all the papers this morning, it's Cheryl. I never saw it coming. Well, you wouldn't. You do two weeks on the show. You must have got a feeling. Everybody gets a feeling about a job. You go into a job, you do the job, and you think, it's not quite me. It's, it's not working. So she said, I never saw it coming. But you must have realised that you were on probation, that there would be a probationary period whereby, you know, same as anywhere, you know, it, even here. You wouldn't actually sign up a presenter and give them a huge contract for a year if after sort of two months they turned out to be rubbish. True. So yes. you, you, you would you'd have the probationary period, and for staff people as well. You, you try them out, like road-testing somebody. They've never had X Factor in America before, though, have they? It's, a, it's the first time, isn't it? Oh, good God, no, no. They're on about their... I forget how many series they've had in America. Of, of X Factor. Oh, it's American Idol, is it? Yes, oh, right, they've different. never had X Factor. They've never had X Factor. Oh, well, even more reason for getting it right, though. You can't afford to risk it because the American audiences are very fickle. But what are they, what are they comparing it with? With well, Pop Idol? With Pop Idol. It's the same whatever. sort of thing, isn't it? Yes. I'm assuming American Idol and X Factor are exactly the same shows. You have people coming up there aud- auditioning and a panel going, well, we think you're great. Because I've seen somebody, is it some Steve guy who's, who's in a, a group called Aerosmith or something? Well, he's, he's on the panel. Yes. Mm. Stephen Tyler. Stephen Tyler. He's very yeah. peculiar looking. He's half man, half woman by the look of it. He just looks as though he's had sort of all sorts of strange things done. And American rock stars, I'm assuming he's a rock star, mm. always have to have long hair. Of course, but they're also very big in America. We're not really that big on rock in this country, No, are no, we? it's huge. Germany's very big on it, isn't Yeah, they it? love it. And yeah. Japan and stuff yeah. like that. MTV and Finland. Big in Germany. Hard rock, hallelujah. It's funny those sort of countries, aren't they, that like that, the mm. Germans and the Finns and the Americans. Yes. But we're, and the country in Western, look how big that is in America. Yes. Whereas it's not that big over here. No, it's gathering momentum, gathering momentum. Uh, 25 minutes to 7 of your clock watching. Don't forget my... Uh, exclusive HTC Desire HD SIM-free phone. It's on offer in my How Low competition today. Uh, it's brilliant. It's got the Android... It's an Android phone, 4.3-inch touchscreen, and you can browse Facebook photos, YouTube clips. It's also got a free voice-guided sat-nav, HD video recorder, 8-megapixel camera, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and a 2.2 operating system. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down 7am this morning, so you've got 24 minutes. To play this one, you text LBC, then your bid in pence. So, for example, if you want to bid... 97 pence. You text LBC, 97, and send that to treble 821. If you want to bid... 36 pence. Oh, we've had 36 pence. Oh, have we? Yeah, we've had 36. Okay, if you want to be... We've had 36. We've done 36. 47 pence. Well, we haven't had 47. We'll do 47. We've had 36. We have. I'll have to write down the numbers for you. Like a hymn sheet. (laughs) So you know which numbers we've had. 47 now. 47 pence. Okay, so you text LBC 47, and you send that to treble 821. Competition finishes at 7am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. rate. Go to lpc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It is one of the most popular handsets on the market. It's very, very nice indeed. It's absolutely lovely. Um, Sue in Southgate says, uh, happy gardening. Hope John had a lovely birthday. Happy gardening, yes. It's watering baskets. Yes. 
Got to do it. And my fig tree's got to be repotted. Yeah, you need to get a really big pot for I that. Know, I've got to go and just plant it in one. the ground. No, I can't put it in the ground. There's not enough ground in my garden. No, but could, could you plant it next door's ground and have it coming over into your garden? <laughs> no, that would be <laughs> ideal. Don't, don't tell them. <laughs> yes. You've got a new tree in the garden. Wait until they've gone to work and see if they won't notice. Yes, if they will notice. It. Put, put a, yes. Yeah, Hide I'm it. Sure. Disguise it as something. I'm sure Susie would be delighted with that. What is that in my garden? I don't think so. Got to get a big pot for it. It's a fig tree, though. I mean, you, you sell it to her on the fact she could have have the benefit of free figs in in the summer. Let's well, half it hangs over into her garden. She does anyway. All oh, right, okay. She's not going to go out there and pick them. I can tell you. Martin says we are the world's dumping ground for the world's losers, the world's losers and sponges. I'm afraid that's all we seem to have at the moment. And uh, free kids' holidays, good idea. What about banning um, tattoo folk as well? Then banning old people sitting around eating sandwiches, says uh, Philip. Well, I mean, you might as well ban everybody. So, in fact, the holiday is just you by yourself, Philip. That's, wh- that's what I'm seeing here. <laughs> uh, British women are age best. Apparently, the top 20 cougars are as follows. At number 20, Jane Fonda. She's Num- American. Yes, exactly. Well, it will, women feature higher in the list than Americans Oh, OK. Do. Fine. Number 19, Angela Rippon. 18, Dawn French a lot of her to go round. Not so much a cougar, more an elephant, I think. I'm being polite. But she's very... She's, but she's got sex appeal. She's sexy. Oh, yes, absolutely, yes. OK, then. Uh, Honor Blackman. Number yeah. 17, yes. Pamela Stevenson. Yeah. Yep. Carol McGiffin. Yes. <laughs> go on. <laughs> yeah. Dare you. <laughs> not a cougar. She's not old enough to be a cougar. Oh, I don't know. Oh, is she? Oh, right, she's well old. Yeah. Um, she's well old. old, look at me. How old do you have to be to be a cougar? I don't know, I thought it was over 50. Mm. Is she over 50? I think she's just about. <laughs> touching. We're going to push you, touching Carol, we're going to push you. Carol. Okay. Well, touching that shelf. Well, she's very, she, she's very good, oh, she has a very much younger man. He's not that much younger. Oh, really? No, they've been together for a while. I thought he was been... about 26. No, 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 a little bit older than that. Oh, how old? A little bit older. About 27? something About 30. Oh, 30. Still young, if you're oh. 50. OK. 20 years. I didn't think she was 50, but anyway. Uh, Sharon Stone at 14. Goldie Horn at 13. Jane Seymour at 12. Uh, Felicity Kendall at 11. Dame Judi Dench at 10. Nine, Sophie Loren. <laughs> so you've got Sophie Loren at number nine. Who do you think is at number eight? Well, I don't know where Dame Judi Dench... She couldn't be a cougar if she tried. <laughs> yeah, who do you think is at number eight? Alan Mirren. <laughs> Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think How are you? You're gorgeous. You're lovely. I love you. <laughs> she's, she's, she's above <laughs> Sophia Loren. I've obviously... <laughs> I'll start watching telly a bit more. <laughs> Emma Thompson funny. is seven. Oh, she, she's lovely. She's yes. lovely. She's Michelle Pfeiffer is six. Love Michelle Pfeiffer. Kim Cattrall at number five. Oh, yes, I can see that. Four, Lulu. Yeah! Yes. <laughs> uh, don't have a lot, but with me, that's fine. Number three, Joanna Lumley. Well, yeah, she's lovely. Oh, you don't like Joanna. Like, oh, I like Joanna. I'm very keen on her. Number two, Twiggy. Yes, that's, well, <laughs> I'm not sure she's a cougar. I don't know what a cougar is. What is a cougar? It's Explain an animal. It. It's a black animal. I know it is. <laughs> well, these it are pounces on things and eats them. <laughs> is that what um, it is? is? That what all these are? These are these are man eaters, are they? These women? Well, they're they're, they're sort of women who have um, what? I don't know. <laughs> Explain. I don't know. We don't know what a cougar Young, is. I don't know what a cougar is either. Actually, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> It's, it's a, a lust for life, apparently. A lust for life. Well, why is Barbara Windsor not in this list? She's a cougar. Yes, she's a cougar. She's Definitely. a cougar. She's more of a cougar than 
half the people on that list. Lorraine <laughs> Kelly. Oh, James Bond. They sat Fonda. in the office and went, let's come with all these people, you know, Twiggy, uh, Joanna Lumley, uh... Lorraine Kelly. I think it's one of those things where someone was bored and they thought, oh, we need a list. We haven't had a list <laughs> yes, for ages. Not, yes, you're right, actually. And uh, number one is, as you mentioned before... Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Oh, well, yeah, she's fab. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she really, really is fab, isn't she? Yes, Helen I like Mirren. Helen Mirren. I like her a lot. I mean, but the trouble is, neither we're in the dark on this one. We don't know what a cougar is. No, we, we, let us know. We'd like to know what a cougar is. Mm. I see that the Obamas last night threw a party. Uh, hosted a dinner. Yes, they must be exhausted. Uh, in the Queen's honour as a thank you for Tuesday's state banquet at Buckingham Palace. Mm. And there were 50 guests at the Winfield House in Regent's Park, which I think is the... That's the American the ambassador's, US yes. ambassador, yeah. It's nice. Um, and the, the, who was there? The Prime Minister, David Cameron, and his wife, Samantha. David Beckham, Colin Firth, David and Tom Beckham Hanks. Again. And Tom Hanks. All oh, right. I like, love Col- Tom Hanks. To- Colin Firth, I love. And Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling was there. Which is rather nice, isn't it? Yeah. Nice little dinner. But that'd be quite an interesting dinner to go to. Yes. 50 people. Wasn't as grand as that banquet, though, was it? Mm. All that glass. Can't beat a good banquet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I've got to say hi to um, Mix Mum. We don't know what Mix Mum's name is, but just say that he loves her. So, big hi to Mix Mum. There you go. And hopefully we should be still be sorted on that one. Um, very quickly... Uh, child-free holidays are a good I- idea for people with older or no children, but watch the holiday companies add at least a grand a week to the cost, says Karine. What, to child-free holidays? Yeah. Why would they do that? Well, because to make some more money, I'd go, listen, no children. Well, everyone was complaining. Julian Hartley Brewer yesterday had a very good uh, a phone-in about, you know, would you take your children out of school? Out oh, of loads of people time. do. Well, a lot of people were saying that they don't like doing it, but the price of the holidays yes. are so much more expensive. And, and I've done things with people and said, you know, if you compare that holiday, if you go three days earlier, that you holiday is £500 less. Wow. And to a family, that makes an enormous difference. It certainly does. She's spending money. Yes. Uh, Conrad says, I had a four-hour kicker on a flight last year. The crew did nothing. If I'd said anything to the brat and her party of nine, it would have been me in trouble. I'd have turned and gone, excuse me. Do that again, you're out the window, all right? Don't mess around with me, kid. (laughs) (laughs) We'll open the back door and throw you out. I've noticed that a a footballer called Ravel Morrison uh, has appeared in court yesterday, 48 hours after scoring twice for Man United, but he's been hailed as the next Wayne Rooney. Wouldn't call that a recommendation, to be honest with you. But uh, he's to get anger management counselling after a string of arrests. What is it with these stupid footballers? This one is his, his latest in a series of court appearances... For Morrison, 18, who was cautioned for assault, assaulting his mum, Sharon, three years ago. Earlier this year, given a 12-month referral order after trying to stop a teen mugger victim testifying against his attackers. He's not a very nice person. He's not a nice person. Ravel Morrison, buffoon of the year, I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Ridiculous. And they're also trying to sell you Big Brother again. Oh, As it comes back. It's going to be Channel 5, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Apparently so. watch it? Sorry? Haven't we done Big Brother? I think so, yes. It's something new, something yeah. different. Well, we have had uh, all sorts of strange people on it. Uh, they had Sam and Amanda. I mean, have they actually made any money or have they just disappeared? I don't know what happened to these Brian people. Brian Bellow? There, there was a, a very strange programme that I flicked on yesterday and it had Christopher Biggins in it. Yes. What yes. is that? It's, it's five celebrities or three, three celebrities, a loony woman and that stupid Stuart Baggs. From The Apprentice. Who are those people? 
Well, the, the, well, Paula Hamilton used to advertise cars, and then she went through, and let's just call it a breakdown, for want mm. of a better description. And then there's a cricketer I don't know, Sheila Ferguson from the Three Degrees, Biggins, and this Stuart bloke, ex of The Apprentice, who is a bit of a numpty, I'm afraid, or an oompa loompa. But then if you watch Paula Hamilton, she's so needy. I mean, if she was on holiday with me, I'm afraid I'd, I'd have held her under the water by now, I'm afraid. There'd be no messing around. I think Biggins wants to do that. I'm not at all surprised. She's such an irritant. Dreadful. Quarter to seven, we celebrate a birthday in a moment. First of all, the headlines with Sam Pittis. David Cameron has agreed that British Apache... BMI. Grief. Ten to seven is at the time. It's Mrs Modi's birthday today. Is it? Mrs Modi's birthday. Mrs Modi has, uh, has a news agent in Twickenham. It's her birthday today. Luckily, I've not been told how old she is, which is probably safer that way. So if you go in there later on, you'll all be wishing her a very happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, and Mrs Modi. And it's Ashley's birthday today. Who? Ashley. Ash- our Ashley. Our Ashley. Ashley upstairs? Yes, Ashley upstairs. Ashley right Tabor. Ashley Tabor's birthday Ashley today. Tabor, your birthday. Yes, happy Do birthday, Do we know how Ashley. old? I think we might do. <laughs> it's best, nothing. Best we don't say it. <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> compared with ours. Oh, oh. <laughs> what? He's not under 35. Don't tell me that. Is he? Oh, I'm even more depressed. Ashley, have a very happy birthday today. Mrs Modi, you celebrate uh, with somebody very high up in our company. Very high. So high, he's up above the clouds here. Him, Richard, Charles, everybody. Mr Myron, everybody. Hi. I'm just a bit low down here at the moment, but we will have the air conditioning in before anybody else, thank God. So, Mrs Modi's birthday and Ashley's birthday. And uh, Millie says, if you lived on the World's End estate and you're a leaseholder, your service charge bill might be 56,000 for repairs that tenants don't don't pay. Well, yeah, but you should still only pay a percentage. Yeah. Your percentage of Mm. the number. So, if there are 100 flats and you divide it by the number of uh, people there, that you pay just a, that proportion. You don't pay for other people who don't pay. No. The council pay theirs. Dreadful, isn't it? Uh, I share your anger, says Mike. Uh, re the Mugabe henchman. I don't know why somebody like that would be here. I really don't. They'll, they'll talk about it on breakfast this morning, and then you can, mm. you can make up your own mind. But I wouldn't want anybody like that. Uh, Mike says, uh, love your show. Uh, from the Gold Coast, Australia. Uh, Paul says, I think Mr Warrington might be right about a feeble attempt to drum up publicity. I've just read the Sun article at length, and it says Cheryl's loyal mum, Joan, reckons she's been paid off by the US producers to come back to Britain to save the show. Yeah, but she would look stupid. That would be a big embarrassment, because the American market is huge. She would want that American market. You're never going to break as big here as you could in America. I know, but it it is a possibility, and I do think that that still stands, my idea. Really? Yes. Well, I I know, I think you're wrong. And it's not, and actually it also gets her off the hook, doesn't it? She Well, actually, they didn't, you know, it didn't work out there, but I had to be brought back to England to save the programme here. Right. It's where it was born, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a homegrown programme. John says, you read out on air the Titanic was launched at 12.30, as stated. It was 12.03. Oh, funny time. What a funny day, it's 12.03. What a funny time. What a funny time to actually launch the uh, the Titanic. And where was it named? Was it named in Belfast? Yeah. It was? I think so, yes. I, I don't know. Who named it, do we know? Somebody... Well, well, obviously, the, you don't Vic- want them to come and launch your own ship, do so you? It was in the ni- early, very, very hot 1906 mm. or something, was it? Paula wants to know why Susan Boyle's not on the cougar list. It is, because she is, she's a bit of a... <laughs> she's not, oh, over 50. Is she not? I don't think so. Oh, Lord, I thought she was about 90. <laughs> a cougar's a middle-aged woman, usually 40-year-old, who prefers to date younger men, usually late 20s or early 30s, says Jim. Uh, Steve, cougars are women who love younger guys like me, Dawn from Woodford Green. 
Nothing like nailing and colourless colours to the mask this morning. Anne in Camberley says, cougars, ladies who like younger men. And Tony says, a cougar's an older lady that younger guys would be attracted to. That's why we still ask the question, Lorraine Kelly? Yes. Hello? I'm sorry. You know, she's very nice, but she's not a cougar. No, and she has, she's been married. She's married, isn't she? To the you, same person? I don't, know. I don't know. She's from Dundee, actually. Is she from Dundee? Yeah, oh, where the cake is. Oh, lovely. But you've got six minutes left to get your bids in for my uh, super phone this morning. It's the HTC Desire HD SIM-free phone. It's lovely. First with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. So here, you've got to get your bid in. So you text LBC and then your bid in pence. So, for example, if you want to bid... 76 pence. You text LBC 76 and send it to 88821. To bid one pound fourteen, you text LBC one one four and send it to treble eight two one. The competition finishes at seven a.m. this morning. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It is lovely. There's a picture of it, I think, on the LBC website. The HTC Desire HD SIM-free phone. Ooh, lovely. Some nice pictures on the LBC website as well of uh, of me and uh, Videl Sassoon. And on Monday, there's going to be some very interesting pictures up there. I won't tell you about just yet. I was going through my photos at home, actually, and I, was, I said to a friend of mine, perhaps we should do a, the Steve Allen private photo album. Because I've got all sorts of pictures. Mm. With you with different people? Me with different... Well, obviously, just with me, it wouldn't be very exciting, would We'd it? We'd like to see them with you, yes, though. there are lots of pictures of just me as well. So I mentioned it was Mrs Modi's <laughs> birthday. You did. So she's very happy today. She won't have to do any work at all. It'll all be done for her. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the subject of uh, cougars, it's an older woman who likes to pull younger guys. Presumably well, for the obvious. For the, well, because she likes to have them on their arm, and why not? Yeah. Why shouldn't a woman? Well, have they a, did that, the didn't they? Do, oh, wait a minute. Is this this is Audrey Roberts in Coronation Street? She would be a cougar because she had a younger man. Did she? Yes, I think so. Yes, they, they were they were all vying for the attentions of this man. And didn't Deirdre go out with a in from Coronation Street? Go out with a, Mor- a young Moroccan guy. She did because she became Deirdre Rashid. Yes, <laughs> which we all thought was hilarious. And my mum's a cougar because my dad's a year younger than my mum. No, it doesn't work like that. Why? I think you have to be a single person, don't you, to be oh, a cougar? I, I think so. Well. so it, is there a male version, says Phil of the cougar? Most males. Water buffalo. <laughs> most Water <males>. buffalo. <laughs> and yes, most it was males. Nice to see that the Duchess of Cornwall was promoting uh, British wines and oh, said lovely. that the English sparkling wine should be called champagne because it's certainly as good as any French champagne. But it doesn't matter. You can only call it champagne if it comes from... Reims. Champagne, Seven, exactly. Six, uh, acres around that, the area of Reims. Yes. Who was your favourite Big Brother contestant? See, you've really got to rack your brains when you think there's been so many of them. Brian. Is it Brian? Brian. Oh, Brian Brian Dowling. Yeah. Oh, right. I like Brian. Okay. I like him a lot, actually. He's a nice guy. I can't remember which one. There are those who made me laugh and those who made me cringe. I like the man that won originally as well, the man that does the decorating. Craig. Craig. Yes. Yes, Craig Craig did quite well, didn't he? Yeah, he did very, very well. well. Still doing well. Still doing well. Of course he is. Listen, that's just about it this morning. We have to go. So you've just literally got uh, a couple of minutes to get your bids in for the how low for that fantastic phone. I'm back with you Sunday morning uh, when between six and seven we'll replay last week's uh, In Conversation. The brand new one goes at nine o'clock in the evening and it's Johnny Ball and James Galway this week. Nice. So, water buffalo.
<laughs> I've decided. Water <laughs> buffalo. Have yourself a very, very nice Friday. I think it, it looks like it's going to rain again, I'm afraid. But there again, it always does, because it's England. If you're a tourist, hello, welcome to Roadworks City, because we're absolutely plagued with them in that dreadful accident earlier on. Just remember, keep listening to LBC, and we'll bring you up to date with uh, all the traffic news as and when it occurs. John's back with us on Bank Holiday Monday. Um, Thank you very much indeed. My pleasure. Uh, Ian and the team with you after seven. First of all, the business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing up.